Hi friends, welcome to the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Podcast with me, your host, Hannah. On the show, I'm joined each episode by an amazing guest to have an honest conversation, share our real life experiences and tackle stigma and misconceptions around mental health along the way. We believe that everyone would benefit from focusing a little more on their mental well-being, and we're here to support you to do just that. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi, friends, and welcome back. Hope you've had a good week. I, yeah, I'm doing good, actually. I um, I think I mentioned last week about having been in a bit of a funk and starting to feel like I'm coming out of it a little bit. And actually, I don't know about you, but I'm often go, go, go. <laughs> Lots of stuff going on, which in a way is is how I function. But definitely sometimes I, I take on too much. And even if it is all stuff that I love to be doing, uh, which isn't always the case, but even if it is, it's uh, it's still really important to have that rest and that downtime. And Friday, I had um, a day off. Um, and so I had a few things to do, but uh, mostly I mostly I read, I relaxed a little bit. I went for a walk with a friend um, and had coffee and we sat in the sun and um, chatted for a bit. And it's amazing the difference um, <laughs> that even half a day of um, just downtime really and uh, taking a break, not being on Zoom all day, um, how big an impact that has. Um, it feels like ages ago now, but it was only yesterday because I'm recording this uh, Saturday. Uh, and I have had a day of full Zoom, but um, I made the effort today of, of getting up early and um meditating I've been reading uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Joe Dispenza I know he's someone that lots of people rave about and so I thought I'll give it a go so I did the meditation for the first time today and it was very interesting I've never done a meditation like it before and I thought I'm going to commit to trying the uh, four weeks of the the meditation and see what happens so I will uh, keep you updated if you're interested in that um, I'll try and keep the update short in case you're not at all interested in that. But yeah, welcome back. Hope you are doing good, however you've spent your weekend and your week. Um, and to start, as always, I really want to say a massive thank you to Keith and Sue, who joined us last week, uh, really into yeah communication, um, conflict, and then nutrition. Um, and so it feels like we're today kind of linking maybe a little to the conversation with Keith that was very much about conflict and things in relationships and we are not so much in conflict but we are in relationships today and um the importance of loving ourselves and kind of knowing ourselves in relationships as well as loving the other person and what a healthy relationship looks like and so I feel like together they're, they're maybe quite um useful to listen to for for how we kind of are in relationships so today we're joined by Padma um, and we had a lot of fun recording this and um, so a massive thank you and also thank you to Padma for her patience because uh, hopefully you won't pick up on when this happened but there was a blip in the middle where I had technical issues my laptop crashed I got kicked out I had to rejoin on my phone um, but we got through it and, and Padma was so patient with it so massive thank you to her um, and yes, yeah, so I really, um, I really hope that you enjoy this conversation. I think there was so much amazing stuff um, about ourselves, about relationships. Um, so yeah, enjoy and I will be back at the end. Hi, everyone. And I'm really happy to welcome this week's guest, Padma, to the podcast. So Padma, welcome. And if you could introduce yourself to us and tell us a little bit about you. Sure. Thank you so much for having me today. I am a spiritual counselor and a mindfulness teacher, and I work with both individuals and couples in my practice. I lead groups, and I'm really, really passionate right now about, about couples. And I've recently written a book called Being Together, Practical Wisdom for Loving Yourself and Your Partner. And um I could hear the way I just said that because I'm in the process of uh, finishing the raw uh, recording of my audio book. So that's exciting. 
Yeah, awesome. Well, I'm so happy to have you um, here with us today. And I guess the first thing that popped into my mind from uh, the title of your book is about that idea of loving yourself as well as the other in in the relationship. Why is that so important to have that love Mm. towards yourself? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, because loving begins with you. That when the way that you are in relationship with yourself, the way that you love yourself is how you love someone else. Plus, like when you love yourself, and if we define loving yourself a little bit, loving yourself is how you care for yourself, what you feed yourself, how you talk to yourself in your mind, whether you spend time every day, which I highly suggest, You spend time every day in some sort of meditative, contemplative practice that you're nourishing yourself like really body and soul that you are nourished because when you're, as they say, when your cup is full, then your cup runneth over and you're coming from a place of, I am really full and abundantly full of love for myself and care for myself. And then I'm going to relate to you and then I'm going to give to you so it is really so fundamental to love yourself and it's a practice it's something that we cultivate and it's the primary relationship cultivating self-love is the foundation Mm, awesome and I I always love a definition (laughs) so that we're always Mm, on the great on this yeah on the on the same page and I and I guess as well as that being able to obviously give to yourself and and give to the other I think also and this could just be me I'm quite an independent kind of person but I feel Mm -hmm. like if my partner is nourishing themselves they're they're not looking to me for as much like you have to satisfy everything and make me happy because they're already in themselves So I'm not having to fill that deficit to then have that positive relationship. And personally, I feel that that there's a lot of pressure (laughs) that I don't want to be under (laughs) and vice versa. Absolutely. That's really well put because you do otherwise, especially, and now you're starting to a little bit lean into the terrain of uh, attachment styles, you know, and how, and feeling encroached upon by a partner's need would relate to a certain problem, likely a certain attachment style. Um, so yeah, it really is that you want to come from this fullness when you relate so that it's, it's not, you don't experience it as a need, as a, as a, as a wanty, like I'm, I'm, I'm wanting something from you rather you come and, and then, and I speak to this in my book, it's like, cause there are moments where we do need something. We do actually need some support from our partner and a prerequisite for asking for that is actually taking a little bit of time and caring, maybe put your hand on your heart, take a few breaths, wrap your arms around yourself and give yourself some love before you go to your partner so that you're actually doing some self, self-soothing and you can then approach them and say, hey, honey, I'm, you know, I've done my best and I could really use some support from the outside. I've taken care of myself. And I really need you right now. Are you available? Yeah, awesome. And before we talk, because I'm nosy, before we keep talking about relationships, I'd love to know, um, and I am really into attachment theory, but what attachment style that kind of speaks to, to see if it's the one that I kind of recognize myself as. Well, without, you know, I mean, that's just very general sort of broad stroke, but the way you framed it, it sounds a little bit like you're probably leaning toward an avoidant attachment style like <laughs> oh don't come too close to me I don't want I don't want to deal with your needs yeah and very often that it's from what you're 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 there and you know nodding and smiling yeah. And, and, and yeah yeah and what happens very often is that we well without going into a whole thing on attachment um mm-hmm. but just to very lightly and I do touch on this of course in in my book um is that we might wind up with someone with, say, an, uh, an anxious attachment style as an avoidant person. And the anxious person just generally is, has more need, needs more reassurance. And so that's a really a tricky dance that we mm. might have together. And I just want to also say that um, 
your attachment style can change in mm-hmm. relationship depending upon the person that you're in relationship to. And mm-hmm. just briefly, the, there's, there's avoidant and anxious and secure. And then there's mm-hmm. also a fourth one called disorganized that um, tends to be people who have had uh, a lot of trauma early on. Yeah, attachment I, I find really interesting and having that awareness of myself. And as you said, has a, um, that just, is something that mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. we could talk about for a whole other <laughs> a whole other. Oh, for episode. sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'd I'd love to come back to to relationships generally and what a healthy relationship looks like because I think that's a really important thing to to explore. Yeah, totally important. So, for me, a healthy relationship looks like one in which we are loving each other and accepting each other and making room for the other person to really be as they are. And again, one where we're tending to our own essential needs. So we're living in as much balance inside ourselves as we can. Um, you know, it's, it's really, I feel like acceptance is very fundamental and includes a certain quality of generosity so I feel like when we're generous with each other, that's really key when we are grateful for the person and we're really thankful for the person on a regular basis that we are actively appreciating each other for who we are, how we show up, what we do, and it can easily switch. You know, I hear this a lot with my clients, especially, um, now, this isn't always, and it is often, seems to be somewhat related to masculine, feminine, gender-wise, and not always. But um, I hear a lot with my couples who are a man and a woman together that the man says, oh, no matter what I do, it's not enough, or I can't get it right. And I hear this repeatedly. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that also speaks to, and this can go both ways because it can be anyone saying that to their partner. But also the, a really primary thing is attunement. And what do I mean by attunement? Paying attention. You got to pay attention to your partner. Stay in yourself and pay attention to your partner. Notice when they're full. You know, some people like to talk more than others. Some people are just like a few words is good and they get it. (laughs) And so to notice, wow, is my partner getting full? And then I'm going to just be quiet and let them receive and then respond. So attunement is, is really key paying attention and really um, studying, studying your partner and your partner studies you for all of what I'm saying. There's, It's reciprocal. It goes both ways. If you find that you're in a situation where one partner is really tending to the other person and the other person is just receiving and taking and taking, you're out of balance. There's something off. And uh, this this also, I'm speaking about two people that are are healthy. If you have some sort of um, illness or addiction that comes into play, that's a completely other story. And it's really tricky to have a healthy relationship when you have, say, any form of addiction in the mix, which is very common. Yeah, it's something uh, we, quite a few episodes ago now, from when this comes out, I had one of my closest friends on and we were talking about our friendship, which is another type of relationship. And one of the things we were sort of talking about was that when you have two healthy people in a relationship, then you can have a healthy relationship. And if for whatever reason, there's someone who has so much other stuff going on then it's difficult to have that that balanced relationship absolutely yeah so I guess then that my my next question is if you are someone who you feel you are giving a lot in the relationship you feel that you are attuned to your partner but they're maybe not reciprocating what what can we do in that situation Mm, yeah good question because that does come up. 
when we get into certain patterns where one person is just giving and giving and giving and the other person is just kind of taking and sitting back and, you know, hey, could you could you grab me another glass of water? Could you get me a snack? Whatever, you know, just somebody's really taking care of the other person. Well, I think the first thing is to create a safe space for listening and communicating. I feel like communicating and what I'll often call staying current with yourself and with your partner, like not letting things um, stack up. And because things that get stacked, we might be called resentments. And when resentments get stacked up, that really it kind of poisons the soup of your relationship. So if something like that's going on where you feel like, wow, I'm really, I'm the one working and taking care of our household. And then I come home and I, I make dinner and I clean. And if you have kids, you take care of the kids, walk the dogs, do the whole thing. There's, you know, something's off. And so it's really important to be able to, in a non-judgmental, non-blaming, non-complaining way. So what would that be? In a place of coming from what, I, what might be called a quiet mind and an open heart. And a space of neutrality, like you've you've taken time because probably if this is going on, you're bummed, you're pissed off, you're getting resentful, you're grumbly inside, you've let it go on too long and you've done all of that. Your partner's just doing whatever they're doing. You've let it go on. So then to take, take some time and really metabolize your feelings. How do you do that? There are several kinds of ways. You might just take a a really brisk walk or do some exercise or dance around. You might um, go into a space where your partner can't hear you, now whether that's outside or somewhere in your home. Set a timer for three minutes and do something that is called a conscious rant. And you can say anything you want. Just blast them. It's not politically correct. It's not kind. It's just like downloading all your malarkey. Just blah, blah, blah. So you take the time or maybe you just sit still with yourself and really feel. Do a lot of breathing. Breathing is extremely helpful. And then metabolize, digest your feelings and then say, hey, honey. I'm wondering if we can if we can have a chat. Let's just sit together. And one other thing I would say is before you jump into that conversation, sit quietly together or take at least a few deep breaths so that you're you're grounded and coming from your heart. Do it gracefully. Mm-hmm. Communicate your what you have to communicate with kindness in a graceful way if you can. Do your best. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. And I think that's, you know, that I'm sure a lot of us can think of a situation where there's something that's bothered us and we've just let it go or we expect the other person to know it bothers us or we've let it go. So then that resentment's built up because we've let it go and they don't know. (laughs) And then if you go in on the attack, then yeah, I think any of us, if we have someone having a go at us is how how it feels, then it's not going to lead to a, um, a positive solution really for anyone. So yeah, that's so true. You you definitely don't want to be, if, if you come on the attack, you can rest assured that someone is going to defend. And that that's where the attunement comes in. And that's where the studying comes in. Because for instance, like with my partner, I know that if I come on strong, which I'm a pretty intense person, I have a, I'm, I have a big energy. And so even if I'm I'm not really angry or upset. I can come off as really intense, which um, for him can feel like I'm invading his space before I've even said anything. So I have to really notice because what will happen if I come too close with a request or something I just want to bring to the table, he'll like just start receding and going into his shell. And then we can't have a conversation. So I actually have to really pay attention and sometimes just like back way up to give him the space. And we, you know, we work at it. And so he'll say to me, um, like something happened the other day, and this was kind of the opposite. 
but we had both been working and we hadn't gotten to eat lunch until I said, well, I'll make lunch and I'm, I'm in session until, you know, one thirty. And then I just did some, some emails and things. And it was nearly two o'clock by the time I went upstairs, which is a long time, you know, it's pretty late for lunch for us. And he had waited for me. And so by that time, he was, his blood sugar had dropped. He also had had, had a kind of a rough day at work, you know, in, on his computer in his office at home. And um, I went upstairs and he wisely said to me, honey, I can't talk. <laughs> and so I just said, okay. And I said, here, here's the salad I made earlier. And he was just cooking. And so we sat and we had this very sort of um, awkward lunch <laughs> in silence. And I was checking in with him and saying, so how's your blood sugar? Are you regulated yet? And he's like, not yet. It's going to take a while. You know, and then he ate lunch and we ate lunch and we went and did our own thing. And then later we came back together. So it's like knowing yourself and knowing your partner and being able to draw a boundary. If you're not available, don't engage. Listen mm -hmm. to yourself. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I had a hard time at work. Those are all great things to just say in a kind way. And this is also really good to set up ahead of time. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not available. You know, and sometimes people, people just block they just put their hands up or they just draw a line, like a hard line. And that can also come across in a way that feels very harsh. So set yeah. it up in advance so that you, they know, like we also have, and I'll just say this one other thing. We also have a signal and the, it's the word apple. It's a very non-threatening word. Mm -hmm. So when one of us says apple, it means I'm at my capacity and this could be in the middle of, say, um, something that's escalating. That's where we're getting into a disagreement. And instead of saying, I can't talk to you now, you just say apple. And apple means I'm full. I'm at my capacity. I'm going to take some space. I love you. I'll come back when I'm feeling calm and available. So having these kinds of tools and agreements um, ahead of time can be super useful. Mm, yeah, I think that's great advice because I think sometimes when we're in that heat of the moment, then trying to go, oh, how do we de-escalate this now? How do we have space in a, in a healthy way? It's really hard. It's that putting those strategies in place when everything's calm and everything's lovely and you can come together in a loving way so that then when you're in that intense situation, you've got them ready, <laughs> ready to go. Totally. And, and your piece around put it in place when the waters are calm. That is so crucial, which means that you work on your relationship. You tend to your relationship when things are good, because there are going to be these bumpy, bristly moments that are going to show up because we're human. We're, mm -hmm. If we're living together, if we're not living together, if there are other people in the mix, things are going to show up. So being prepared ahead of time. You know, it's like I live in California and we have a generator for a fire season because we know that the power company is going to do these power shutoffs to, mm. you know, to diminish the possibility of fires. So you prepare ahead of time for when things, and we know where our flashlights are and we know where our headlamps are and like that. So. I think sometimes with relationships, we kind of think, well, I've, I've met this person, I'm in love, so it's going to be perfect. It's going to be no effort. Everything's going to be fine. And so that hopefully for people is quite reassuring that there will be little bumps and it doesn't mean necessarily it's, you know, it's not working, it's over, whatever. It just, that's life. Which, talking mm -hmm. of little bumps, <laughs> <in relationships, laughs> kind of in a general little bump of life at the moment um with COVID and everything around that and so if we are you know you said that um you and your partner are working from home as well as obviously living together and maybe a lot of listeners are in that situation um do you have any any thoughts on how we can maintain healthy relationships in this this bump that we're in at the moment 
Yeah, it's pretty bumpy. (laughs) Maybe even extra, extra bumpy here in the United States right now, politically. Um, Yeah, it's a good point. And I feel like there's this, this piece around um, just making room, making room. And you, you brought up something that I wanted to address. And before we even jump into the COVID piece is, um, like build up your bank account of goodness. John Gottman, who studied relationships for many years in his love lab, um, talks about bids for attention, right? So whenever your partner says something, you know, they might say, oh, my neck hurts, you know, I'm feeling really crunchy in my shoulders. Well, that's a bid for attention. Then in that moment, you could say, hey, yeah, come here. I'll just rub your neck for five minutes you know, and just give you a little massage. Um, it could be, it could be anything. It could also be something like when um, you say, honey, would you like a cup of tea? And they go, uh-huh. And they don't look up from their phone. That's not, that's, you haven't responded. That's a bid for attention. So you look up and you say, yes, thank you. That'd be great. You know, or however you respond, but you connect with them. So it's these bids for attention. It's these seasoning. And I think this is even more important during these, um, you know, time of chaos in the world, I would say. We're in a very chaotic, um, very obviously unknown moment. I mean, I think this is just also where we, where the unknown is palpable. Like life is actually pretty much really always unknown. Yeah. (laughs) But now we know it's, we know it's unknown. We know we're in uncharted territory. And so in this period, especially to, to really make an extra effort to respond with kindness, to be generous, to, um, to also give your partner a lot of bandwidth, because if you're just um, around each other all the time, as you said, working both working from home, perhaps you're spending way more time together than you would if both of you just went to work and came home and maybe you would mm-hmm. see each other, you know, for dinner or maybe not even some days you would go out and you'd be going out with your girlfriends or your guy friends or, you know, you'd be doing something else. You'd have another activity that you would go to on your own and that's not happening. Mm-hmm. So just being really, um, I feel like there's a way that we can soften. Like if, and that's where being present, and I work a lot with mindfulness and mindful awareness through the body, just taking time, I think actually throughout the day to pause for yourself will give you, uh, will give you increased bandwidth so that you can respond from a place of calm rather than being all tight in yourself. And so literally, you know, take your phone and set an alarm to go off maybe three times a day and then set a little timer for one minute, close your eyes, just take a breath. And there are many also, yeah, take a breath, come back to yourself, kind of reset. And I also have meditations on one of the several meditation apps out there. It's a free app. It's called Insight Timer. So I have uh, numerous meditations on there and there are 65,000 free meditations on there. Mm-hmm. So you can also use one of these apps to just um, just take time for yourself to reset so that you have more to give and more, um, you're more flexible inside your own mm-hmm. system, inside your body, inside your mind, just really being, um, being more fluid taking taking even better care of yourself, which is hard to do because we're being bombarded with um, news and all these kind of distortions in the larger field. Mm. Yeah, thank you for that. And it just strikes me, we've kind of come back to where we started, that importance of obviously relationships it's with someone else, but how much is about being aware of ourselves and looking after ourselves and how we feel about ourselves and how much of an impact that has on the relationship and the, and the other person. I wonder if you have a, a final thought that you'd like to share with us around relationships before I ask you my set questions. Hmm. I really think I'm going to come back to the piece around, around gratitude mm-hmm. and actually taking time every day, maybe just a few, like a minute in, in the morning 
to be really grateful from your partner for your be really grateful for your partner and for the fact that they're even there with you. Like if you think about it, like we're all a handful in our own <laughs> ways. And so to just be grateful that here's somebody that's there because what I, what I will say is that relationship is an evolutionary journey, you know, at its best relationship will involve a relationship will evolve us to the best version of ourselves to the most wonderful loving enlivened version of ourselves awakened version of ourselves so being grateful that you have someone to bump up against (laughs) so that you can you can see your own stuff and you can wake up to it and you can tend to it and rather than indulge it because I mean, having spent a lot of time in my life um, or big chunks of time being single, which is also very valuable. And we learn other things when we're in a single time. But there are things that we don't bump into until we get into a relationship. It kind of brings the certain, um, you know, the skeletons out of the closet, as it were. Mm-hmm. So be grateful for your partner. Be grateful that you have someone to, to learn and grow with. Mm-hmm. I guess when it's really difficult, you can be like, oh, I'm so thankful for this bumping up against each other. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. How, yeah. You know, I was talking to someone yesterday and they were saying about, you know, the gems and rocks and, and that kind of thing. So, you know, you know, you're becoming a diamond. So you're just like, when it's really, you're really annoyed, like, I'm becoming a diamond. <laughs> That's right. Well, you are. They're helping you to, like, chip away at that yeah. rock on the outside <laughs> so you can be gleaming in the sunshine there you go (laughs) it's all about perspective and how you view things (laughs) (laughs) it is and you can shift it in a moment it's really just all how you're seeing yourself and how you're seeing the person and it only takes one to make that shift so Mm. I invite everyone who's listening to this to be that one (laughs) be the one who says you know what do I want to be right or do I want to be happy Mm -hmm. let go of your positionality Mm, yeah awesome so I would love to hear your thoughts on my set questions I ask everyone that comes on the show so the first one yeah the first one is what brings you joy in your life Mm. oh there are so many things Um, I feel like what brings me joy is feeling connected to the aliveness that moves through my whole body and being and so anything that brings me to that whether it's um, connecting with my partner or my daughter or our wonderful dog and uh, spending time out in nature is really brings me a lot of joy and one of my favorite things is dancing so dance Mm -hmm. brings me a lot of joy brings me into a kind of communion with the Mm -hmm. divine I mean, and doing my work brings me joy, truthfully. Being of service brings me a lot of joy. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So many things. And then my next question, sometimes similar, sometimes not, is what makes life meaningful for you? That's a wonderful question. (laughs) Yeah, what makes life meaningful for me is, um, is the quality of presence I bring to the moment. And the way that I um, engage with life and engage with with people, just even being here with you right now, mm-hmm. is so beautiful. It's such a it's such an authentic uh, connection, and it's it's mm-hmm. meaningful. It's really meaningful. Yeah, awesome. I love that. Uh, so my next two questions are around our kind of overarching topic on the podcast, which is mental wellness, mental well being. So. My first question is, what does mental wellness mean to you? Mm. Well, mental wellness means freedom from these kind of dark pathways that we can travel down or get pulled into. I mean, basically, mental wellness means being awake to my own patterns and being able to and willing to um, make a shift, make a Mm -hmm. shift in a given moment so that I'm not 
getting just dragged around by my conditioning, by my mm -hmm. patterning. And so mental wellness is mental wellness is really a very deep practice. And for me, mental wellness comes from uh, having a spiritual practice, having a practice of returning to source. Mental wellness means um, being connected to whatever you want to call it, spirit, the divine, God, the universe. Mm. Mental wellness comes, comes from that for me. Yeah, awesome. I think you've answered my follow-up question as well, which is for yourself, how you look after your mental well-being. Yeah, uh, meditation, meditation, mm -hmm. exercise, lots of breathing. And I really would say, you know, if you're listening to this and you don't have some kind of contemplative practice, it can be sitting, it can be moving, it can be yoga, it can be tai chi, it can be whatever works for you. Um, for me, it has to do with silence, it has to do with finding space every day to turn towards silence. And that, in a way, the deepest respite is found for me in, in silence, in the vast kind of ocean of silence. Fab, thank you so much for that. So. My next one, this is always a fun one because it's often a bit of a challenge, um, which I always just enjoy challenging people, I guess. <laughs> yeah, thanks and, for that. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, so are you able to describe your own mindset? Ah, that's a cool question. Hmm. How I would describe, I mean, mindset is sort of like, I guess it's, it's a direction. It's the direction that I am pointing my attention where am I putting my attention from moment to moment and being really conscious about that really really conscious if what I want because mindset I think we have different mindsets we have an, an underlying mindset and then say relationally I have a mindset of um, mindset slash intention direction for what will create harmony? What will create flow with this person that is really different than I am in so many ways? And so the mindset is, my mind, basically my mindset is harmony and peace and flow. And what, and that again, for me, returns to presence. Like mm -hmm. if I'm present, my mindset is be present, be here. Mm -hmm. be here and pay attention. Like all we really have is our attention. So it's a mindset of presence, I would say. And I'm committed to being present and then also to uh, course correcting when I find that I'm not present. I'm like, oh yeah, wow, I went way down some wild road. Let me, let me come back mm -hmm. to this moment. Yeah, fab. Thank you so much for that. I, I find it really interesting. And often people are like, oh, I've never thought about that before. And it's uh, a lot of fun. But um, the next one is my favorite yeah. question. Yeah, this is my favorite question to ask. And that's because we, we quite like to give people ideas for different strategies and things that they can try out. So do you have a top one to three tips? Could be related to relationships or just generally that you would recommend that we give we have a go at? Mm. Yeah. And I, before I even answer it, I just want to say I love how uh, invested you are in, in your questions and how <laughs> I can really feel how how much you care. So I just mm -hmm. want to really um, reflect that to you because it's, it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess that would be one. One of my tips is appreciate. Just be appreciative. Look for what's working. Right. Appreciation is the practice of looking for what's working all around your life, especially in this inside out, upside down world that we're living in right now. Look for what's working. It's the little things. It's like, oh, I'm in California, Northern California. It's, the sky is blue, <laughs> even though we're, we're in rainy season, but the sky is clear blue out my window. So um, look for what's working and just appreciate 
And actually in the appreciation, not only like, oh, the sky's blue, but taking a moment. And Mm -hmm. I guess it'll be my second one. So one is appreciate. Two is pause. Mm -hmm. Pause. Just take time to pause in your life. Pause brings us back to presence. I pause and I note and pausing brings us into noticing. So appreciate, pause, and notice where life has your back. Notice how life has your back. And rest into that. Really rest into that. And it might be a little thing like, oh, great, I made the green light. You know, like I didn't have to sit and wait at the light. Or, oh, I really wanted to get this at the shop and there was the last, you know, box of this and I got to get it or, oh, there's my, my favorite fruit. You know, these fruit persimmons mm-hmm. are in season and I, I get to eat them. How wonderful. And they're still, they're still there, you know. They're, it's, a, it's fleeting. It's a fleeting season. So, yeah, mm-hmm. appreciate, pause, and rest into how life has your back. Mm. awesome I love those thank you so much for those and I you know I I came up with these questions when I first launched the show because I was thinking what what's the show about what am I about I'm a bit nosy um and actually (laughs) it's it's um I think it's a really nice way to kind of round out whatever we've been talking about to kind of come back uh, to these and it's so interesting the way that everyone has a different take on what the questions mean and a different perspective and I think it's so interesting to to hear all those different things and uh, to think mm-hmm. oh you know it kind of um gives us a wider perspective I think so yeah thank absolutely you. Yeah. yeah thank you I I really have enjoyed your flavor of nosiness to me it's <laughs> it's, it's it's actually I would I would even call it curiosity I would call it that you have a deep curiosity of the heart that um and and a commitment to serving others through this kind of expansive mm. offering. And I'm so yeah. happy that I got to be here with you. Yeah, really. well, I'm so glad that you joined us. And it brings us nicely to our final question, which is quite sad because I've been really enjoying chatting to you. Um, <laughs> but the final question is where people can find you online if they want to connect with you. I know you'd mentioned your book, if you can remind us of what that's called, but just where we can find you. Great. Thank you for that. Um, well, you can find me and connect with me on my website, which is podmagordon.com. And maybe you're going to put this in the show notes. Yeah, I will. Yeah. So this information will be in the show notes. So please reach out to me via my website. I would really love to hear from you. And if you have any questions, you can also um, sign up for a complimentary exploratory session with me for 30 minutes, which we can certainly do over Zoom. And um, yeah, and please check out my book. It's called Being Together, Practical Wisdom for Loving Yourself and Your Partner. And a lot of what we've talked about, I touch upon in uh, different ways and maybe even some of the same ways. But um, yeah, really, you can get the book on Amazon and also on Barnes and Noble. So it is is widely available. And please keep your eye out for... um, for the audiobook, which I am recording myself uh, in my walk-in closet <laughs> <laughs> with blankets hanging. Um, and that will be out in springtime, in the spring of, of 2021, probably around April, I think is the mm-hmm. date. And then after that, the next piece that will go along with the book is a workbook. Because this book, also I'll just mention about the book, this book is really great. You can read it yourself. Um, it's nice to read it with someone. If you're in a partnership, certainly read it one chapter at a time and then reflect on it, talk about it. And the workbook will have additional exercises, meditations, and journal prompts. Um, so there's all of that. And I'm also coming out with an online course on relationships. So that'll be out in the next few months as well. Um, and the last thing that I want to also say um, is to please look me up on Insight Timer, on the Insight Timer app. I've started doing weekly live meditations um, every Wednesday at 9 a.m. 
in California, which is what time in Europe? Oh, I don't know. What time is it there for you now? Let's do a quick conversion. Uh, it's almost 11 a.m. my time. Okay, so we're just coming up to seven, so eight hours. Yeah, so. yeah. eight hours. So hmm. great. So it would be five o'clock in the evening in Europe and wherever else you might be listening but those meditations are free and it's beautiful and people are coming together from all over the world and I would love to have you there and you can look me up on Insight Timer and if you click to follow me then you'll get a notification that I'm doing one of these meditations and next this coming the one that's coming up this Wednesday November 25th at 9 a.m is on gratitude because the next day is uh here in the U.S. is Thanksgiving Day so in awesome. the collective field. Yeah. So I think this will come out after that, but I'm definitely going to check out and I'll probably share it on my social media so people will have maybe remember having seen that when they're listening to this. So, uh, <laughs> okay, great, great. Yeah. Uh, thank, yeah, thank you so much, Padma. I've, I've loved our conversation. Um, I've, yeah, yeah, really enjoyed connecting with you. So thank you so much for, for joining us and yeah. sharing your wisdom with us. Oh, thank you so much. And that's really been a pleasure I just feel like my I'm smiling and my heart feels really warm and yeah so thank you so much for having me it's been been awesome Yeah. yeah So massive thank you again to Padma for joining us and, and sharing with us and attachment so interesting it's something I've definitely um been reading more about in adults I know um a reasonable amount about children from having taught attachment theory um and kind of read up on that but um attachment in adults and particular relationships so interesting uh so obviously Padma mentioned in her book that that is something that she did mention uh, that she did talk about and when you're listening to this if you're listening to it as soon as it comes out in April um probably I'm not 100% sure but this was about the time that Padma said her audiobook version Uh, would be out so check that out if that's how you prefer to listen to your books but if attachment is something that you are interested in I recently read a book called Attached the new science of adult attachment and how it can help you find and keep love by Anna Levine and Rachel S.F. Heller Um, really interesting looking at the different attachment styles in relationships specifically and examples Uh, So if it's something that you want to delve more into, um, I would recommend that. And I mentioned mentioned we recorded this in November, as you know, um, and Padma mentioned about Insight Timer and I did do her live meditation and it was fab. So I would definitely, definitely recommend that if meditation is something that you know works for you and that you enjoy to check it out, even if it's something you don't know if it works for you check it out and, and try it uh, and see. Um, and then I guess my my final <laughs> my final comment, um, I said about little bump of, of COVID and that's very British humour understatement of the, <laughs> the century about this. Um, and I'm very aware that it's more than a bump and I don't want anyone to think I'm minimalising how difficult this period has been for for all of us in, in, in very different ways. Um, so yeah, British humour. <laughs> but now that this is coming out uh, in the UK, we are coming out of lockdown uh, into the sunshine at the moment. So, you know, hopefully uh, it lasts and we can move to what whatever it is we're going to, to move to. Um, and, and I guess my final thought uh, for today um, is that however you're feeling about that, I think some people are like ready <laughs> to be back out there. They're ready to to see people and try and get some sense of normalcy back for themselves and some people are quite anxious about going back out because of covid because of other people just generally um you know anxious and and i guess however you are feeling on that kind of spectrum being kind to yourself about that uh, it's our kind of message i love to always come back to about uh, this importance of being kind to yourself i think it's um something we sometimes forget but I think it's uh it's important to remember and you know to think about the way that we show kindness to friends to family and maybe showing a little bit of that to ourselves as well 
Uh, so that's everything. If you have enjoyed this episode, if you enjoy the show, it really does mean a lot if you rate and review and share uh, so that we can reach more people. So please do do that. Uh, do do do. <laughs> um, and also, um, this is something that I think we mentioned at the beginning that I'm a coach and I'm not great at <laughs> actually mentioning as well. But um, I do have some spaces for coaching. So if you've been listening, if you like my style, I guess, <laughs> of the conversations we have, and you're interested in exploring what it would be like to work with a coach, then you can connect with me. Uh, so a little bit about who specifically I work with um, and what I do. I support people to develop self-awareness, self-acceptance. You've probably heard me talking about them on the podcast all the time um, so that they feel aligned, can handle life's challenges and feel more in control of their lives. Um, and so whatever <laughs> it is that has you kind of feeling out of alignment and uh, not in control and stressed and overwhelmed and all of that is something that we can explore together and um, try and uh, help you figure out. So I offer a free 30 minute discovery call because I really I, I've said this before and I will say it again I'll say it all the time it's really important to find the right match for you whether it is a coach whether it's a therapist if it's medication kind of whatever it is we are all unique individuals it's why when we give our kind of top tips it's that try them out for yourself they might not work and so you know, we might have a discovery session and actually it's not the right fit. Maybe I'm not the coach for you. And that is fine. I think it's really, it's really important to get a sense of it being the right match so that you can have the most beneficial um, experience of, of whatever that thing is. And I think coaching is massively transformational and helpful. Um, it can be if you, <laughs> if you, if it's the right match and if it's something that you're really on board for. Uh, so if you're interested, you can visit my website, www.psykhe.co.uk. Find out more about working with me and book in a, a free discovery call. Um, but you don't have to. The podcast is free, always free. Uh, hopefully, it also gives you some insight and some thoughts about things that you can try out in your own life, things that you can do, insights that you can gain. Um, and I hope that it is giving you all of those things. Uh, we will be back. Can't talk. <laughs> Getting carried away now. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday with another episode. We'll be joined by Sarah. So um, I really hope that you tune in again and join us for that. Until then, as always, take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself and speak soon. Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>